This morning I'm sharing on the message entitled Doing God's Will. Doing God's work is not same as doing God's will. Lord, we thank you this morning. Lord, we bless your name this morning. Father, we have come and gathered at your feet once more. Let your blessing be bestowed upon us. Let your word that is coming carry your presence, carry your power, carry your fire to be able to refine us to become the people you want for yourself. We thank you, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Doing God's work is not same as doing God's will. Amen. Because it is easy to confuse the two that doing God's work is the same as doing God's will. And there are a lot of people who are doing God's work. But because they think doing God's work means doing God's will, if they are not careful, they will be in for surprise. And by the time they encounter their surprise, it will be too late. Amen. And this morning, we don't want to be caught up by surprise at a time that is too late. So doing God's work is not same as doing God's will. Amen. Because God's evaluation of excellence is completely different from that of man. They are two different things. And sometimes we think that if men are clapping and men are praising and men are happy, it means God is happy. Amen. So in the year of excellence, we want to draw a distinction between God's work and God's will. Amen. Because excellence in God's work is when you do the work according to his will. Amen. When you are doing the work according to his will, that is what God considers excellence. But you can be doing it and in the eyes of men is excellence. But once it is out of the will of God, God does not consider that excellence. And I want us to look at what Apostle Paul said to Timothy. 2 Timothy 4, verse 7 and 8. When he was actually commending his work to Timothy in his last statement before he dies. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Are you there? Let's look at verse 7. 2 Timothy 4, 7. Maybe let me start from verse 6 so that you know that these are his last words. Into be a obewu onim se obewu no kan last words about Juma waya manyankopon. Only few people in life comes to that point. Many people boom they are gone. Few people come to the point when they know the time has come to go. So let me start from verse 6. He say as for me my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. My life has already been what? Poured out. So he has poured his life out as an offering to God. Look at what he's saying. It means that when I look at the work that I have done, I have poured out my life as an offering unto God. The time of my death is near. That's the last part of verse 6. So for somebody to come to a point of a time of his death is near and then for him to confidently say that in this whole life that I've lived on earth, I have poured out my life as an offering to God. That is the mark of excellence. I have poured out my life as an offering to God. Now look at verse 7. I have fought the good fight. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. 
all of them past tense i have fought i have finished the race i have remained faithful faithful wo we ni tree di yo nokwafo inti medinya mimu nokre amen so we beti mi aka cho hu so we dinya mimu nokra na che so wa ye nyame apede na ama na nya de wo awope and now the prize awaits me the crown of righteousness which the lord the righteous judge will give me on the day of his return and the price is not just for me. That's why I want you to underline that. The price is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Amen. So you look at Paul, who was talking about Timothy, and talking about how hard he has worked for God, and now that his time has come to die, he knows he has worked faithfully. And in working faithfully, he has poured his whole life to God. And having poured his whole life to God, he has come to the point of realization that he has fought a good fight. He has run the race. And the time has come for him to receive a crown. A crown that is not only for him, but a crown for all other people who work as if they are looking forward for something. Amen. So you look at Paul's story and he's talking about it, but you see, how can he commend himself like this? Because he knows he has worked in the will of God. He didn't just pour his life and do the work of God anyhow. But he has done the will of God. Amen. And the same Paul in Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. This is what he said. He said, obviously, I am not trying to win the approval of people. I am not trying to win the approval of people. But of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Amen. Obviously, I am not trying to win the approval of people. But of God, I want to win the approval of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be God's servant or Christ's servant. Amen. So you can excel in the eyes of men and still fall short in the eyes of God because of disobedience. Amen. Because you are not working in obedience. So you hear the same Paul whose last mini statement of death I have quoted to you is telling us here that throughout his life to the church of Galatians, if he were to be looking for the approval of men, he would not be a servant of Christ. But because he looks for the approval of Christ, that is why he came to where he came to, such that he can boldly say he has fought a good fight, he has won a race, and he's expecting a crown in heaven. And that crown is not only for him, but it's a crown for everybody. Who is awaiting the coming of the Lord. Now I want to take you to what Jesus said. Concerning those. Who will come to him. Where Paul is saying we should go. What did Christ said about that? Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. 21 to 23. Matthew chapter 7, 21 to 23. Are you Matthew 7? 21. Jesus is talking about true disciples. And he's talking about on the day of judgment. When people are going to be rewarded, where Paul is saying that I will receive my crown because I have fought a good fight, I have run the race, and in fighting a good fight, I didn't look for the approval of men. There, Jesus warned that true disciples should not break God's law. Amen. True disciples. And think their activities in church will atone for their sins. It will be a while we share your activities are here. And so we think that we can live anyhow. And then when we get to God, uh, because we, God, I was the pastor of the church. God, because I was the one who leads the worship and the praises. 
God, because I was part of the choir, but I sleep with my boyfriend the day before, and I come to minister, and the anointing flows powerfully. So you should overlook that. God, because me, I am a number one liar, but I still serve you. You should overlook that. Jesus is talking about, he said, true disciples should not break God's law. So, come and let's look at Matthew 7 from verse 21. And look at what Jesus is saying. And I pick this scripture so that as church, our perception will change. The things we look out and call it great man of God, excellent, those things don't move God. He said, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. And this is red-lettered statement by Jesus. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father. Underline that. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven. We are talking about what? The work of God and the will of God. Now people have come they are going to talk about their works and Jesus is going to tell them about his will. To tell them that, yes, you worked, you did something, but you misplaced your work with my will. So only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, the me is who? Jesus. Amen. So, underline many will say to me, Jesus is telling his disciples that on judgment day you will come and meet me. And when you come, many of you will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. Underline prophesied. Prophesied. Underline that. We prophesy in your name. Cast out demons in your name. Underline cast out demons. And perform many miracles. Underline perform many miracles. So you underline prophesy. Cast out demons. Cast out many demons. Prophesy. And perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply. I never knew you. Get away from me, you who breaks the law. Underline you who breaks the law. So you have underlined certain things. You have underlined prophesy, casting out demons, performing many miracles, break the law. These things that you have underlined, the first three are all negated by the last one. Amen. Imagine you see a Christian who is able to prophesy. He prophesies and it comes in ditto ditto. A Christian who is able to cast out demons. I'm saying a Christian. I'm not even saying a pastor. I'm just saying a Christian. He can prophesy ditto ditto. A Christian who can cast out demons. And my translation says, we perform many miracles. Not miracle, many. Check your Bible whether it says many. And also can perform many miracles. These three things. How will you classify that Christian? Christo ni otimi shenko mebem. Otua unhumone. Christo ni insusono. Otimi yen senchene bebre. Who say Christo ni na sen abefreno? Anointed. Some of you will say this one is a man of God. If you are not careful, from there he will leave church and go and start a church. And he will get followers too. Amen. So Jesus has listed the things that sometimes amuse us. The things that makes us call people anointed. The things that makes us call people powerful. The things that makes us call people extraordinary. And he's telling you that with all these extraordinary things, the last thing that is over there, the, the breaking of the law, if that happens, 
all those things are useless and he will, they will that person will meet him that's why the fact that he has prophesied that's why the fact that he has cast out demons that's why the fact that he has performed many miracles he will still look in the face of that person and tell him move away and get out i don't know you why because you break my laws amen so jesus is simply telling us that what prophesying casting out demons and performing miracles in his name does not write your name in heaven if you don't obey God's word. True or false? Is that what, what you see in the Bible? They don't write your name in heaven. Amen. the end justify means. Amen. Oh, and sometimes nowadays there is a, a doctrine coming about polygamy and Christians are buying into it I've seen that people are buying into it some of you, you are buying into it and some Christians have even come and they are defending it <laughs> when people went to ask Jesus question about marriage he referred them to in the beginning is that not what Jesus did? he said in the beginning it was not so God made them what? man and woman and the two shall become one flesh is that not it? Go to the beginning and go and see when God brought two women to Adam or one. Let's go to the beginning. And so, as I see, you are a baby. Now, you are a baby. And you are a baby. And you are a baby. Just like some of you, you don't like paying your tithe. So, when you hear those pastors who are preaching against that, they are a baby. Because they are a baby. They are a baby. Justification is a baby. Amen. But Jesus is saying that prophecy, and these are marvelous things that he intentionally gave this as an example because he knows these are the roadblocks of the church. Amen. Until we are prophesying, we are casting out demons and the miraculous, the church becomes a, 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 a social club. These are the blocks of power, the giftings of power. These are the things they do. But Jesus is telling us that you can have the gifts. Amen. But the gifting alone doesn't make it. Amen. I will show you a scripture later on. You can have a gift, but the gifting alone doesn't make it. So if you are displaying the gifts, and you think the gifts will go and write your name in heaven, today Jesus is telling us that you may be operating the gift, using them to do the work of God, but you are not doing the will of God because you are working in disobedience. You are doing all those things, casting demons, doing miracles, performing all those things. And people say they are powerful, great man of God. Jesus is saying that the moment you move from obeying his word, you have moved from his will. Amen. You have moved from his will. Because you see, giftings and callings are not taken away according to Romans chapter 11 verse 29 Romans chapter 11 verse 29 he said that the, 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 the old King James says the gift and the callings of God are without repentance sometimes who can Bible translation be over and who cry because without repentance repentance let me read another translation New Living Translation for Romans 11 Romans chapter 11. I'm reading verse 29. 11:29. This is how my translation. For God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. Amen. So your giftings and your callings are not withdrawn. Amen. What gets withdrawn is the Holy Spirit that runs far away from you because of your disobedience. Amen. And here he's talking about two things. Giftings and what? Call. Amen. You can be gifted and you are not called. Amen. But when he calls you, he gifts you. Are you getting the difference? You can be gifted and you are not called. Or you can be gifted you are not prepared to use your giftings to serve the Lord. So you can't be in the calling of God. 
And God will not take your gift. That's why people come to church. They come to minister nicely in church, especially the song ministers. And when Satan, who is the owner of that gift until God took the mantle from him and gave him to human beings, start tickling him at the back. Tickling him and whispering in his ears. Suddenly you find out that they don't stay in church. Sunday no nam no boshos or start to who backslide as an obosho's or church. And the own backslide and your member or her bears a two man and a sophon hunu. No nam no bo obe bossa feel bones or to wa na fair anything and so in the crowd woman to ya. Na no boy yasi, no conka crankaka. And when they start ministering outside, their giftings are not taken away from them. Their gift to minister in song are not taken away. Who the upper man goes to a back to the year? Because the giftings and the callings are not withdrawn. Amen. But the anointing to minister in that gift, to be able to help the church, is not there. Amen. It's not there. Because according to 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7, the gift of God is given for the profit of the church. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12 7. You are gifted for the profit of the church. So you can decide you want to take your gift somewhere to go and profit the world. And it is still a gift that won't be taken away from you. Amen. So you can be prophesying. You can be casting out demons. You can be performing miracles. And at the end of the day, once you tread on the path of disobedience, Jesus is saying that yes, you will be working all right. But that day, when you come to stand before me, unlike Paul was preparing to go and stand before Christ, and he's saying that I have fought a good fight, I have run the race, and I know that I have what? A crown with God because throughout my life, my life was poured as a sacrifice to God. You will go and get there and you tell Christ Jesus that I prophesy, I did many miracles. And you say, I don't know you. Why? Because what? You were walking in disobedience. Because of your disobedience, it has taken you from the will of God. So the things that fascinate us in church does not fascinate God when it's done in disobedience. The things that fascinate us does not fascinate us. In church, this is what fascinates us. If I am bringing a preacher who can prophesy and prophesy and prophesy and cast out demons and perform miracles, let me catch him. Says he start here service and you nine. No preacher because from nine to the next day eight a.m. Go for better than him still. Go for better than him still. Say yet he or started from road to road, no prophesy. No, yeah. Amen. Because on man And that is where we are getting the mistake from, and that's what I want us to take note. When you are reading the Bible, the words that Jesus is saying. The words God himself, God himself is saying. The words that apostles are saying. Look at them very well. Because they are the foundation of the very Christian life we are living. So the things that fascinate us. The things that can keep us glued to our seat for hours. Without us even feeling tired. In the church. They are the prophesying, the casting out demons. And the performing of miracles. Jesus is saying. As long as it gets diluted with disobedience. It doesn't write your name in heaven. Amen. It doesn't write your name in heaven. So, one thing that I want you to remember is that God's will or the will of God is the word of God. The will of God is the word of God to be obeyed. Amen. The will of God is what? The word of God. Open another name for will. How they be a lawyer, be a friend, a testament. Amen. What he wants to be done. In his absence. Another name for will is testament. So if the Bible is called a testament of God, what do you think it is? That is the will of God. So the will of God cannot even be somebody's prophecy he has told you. I hope you are getting me. Somebody's prophecy he has told you can never be more of a will of God than the word of God is written. Because that prophecy must be tested by scripture. And then we will be a much prophecy. Did you hear me? I say, 
prophecy is good. The prophetic good gift is good. It's unfortunate that nowadays we are doing things that are belittling the power of the prophetic gift in the nation. So we are making people talk by heart about the prophetic gift. But this is a, a very powerful gift God has given to the church. That is, these are the gift things that make the church not a social club. Unfortunately, we are doing things that are belittling it. And we are, we are belittling it because we say things that when you connect it to the established will of God, which is the word of God, it's at variance. Amen. That's what I want you to know. That if somebody's written will is called his testament, then we call this book the testament of God, both its new and old form. There is nothing contrary, nothing outside the will of God than the word of God. Amen. So God's will is God's will. That is why the moment you disobey the word of God, Jesus said, once you are breaking the law, no matter what you are doing, you are doing the work all right, but you are falling outside the will. And therefore, I don't know those who don't what? Follow my will. And you see, when they were, he was teaching his disciples how to pray, when he was talking about God, your name be holy. Your, uh, 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 your name be He spoke about all those things in Matthew chapter 6. Verse 10. What he said is that let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Your will be done. Oh, Amen. Amen. Your prayer always should be that his name be kept holy, his kingdom be seen, and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that is what he said in Matthew 6 10. See, when you are praying, say that Lord, let your will be done. It means that we are not just praying, may we follow your word. May we help people to follow your word. May your word, the manifestation of your word be seen in me. Why do you think Jesus himself was called the word? He was the will of God personified. God's will that he has brought to us. So Jesus himself is called the word of God. He's the will of God. Amen. I want us to, to look at three things that your service to God can be like. Three things that your service to God can be like. Number one is like plate and cutlery. Plate and cutlery. It serves the nicest of dishes, but does not partake. So Plate and cutlery has never partaken of the dishes they serve. Some of us, we partake, we, we serve dishes in the house of God, we don't partake. Amen. Sorry, you see, and you can be as close range as the person who is recording the message and still not here. Do you know that? You can be as close range as the person who is sitting there recording what I said and still not here. That is the example of a plate. Or you're close to and then soon you go. In a head. In so nibi. Amen. So you can be in church, be part of church, be so, I mean, mixed up, and still the word of God is not in you. Or you don't even hear the message. And it has been like that. Some of us, we are in church and it has been like that. We come to church. We come and help to serve the dish. Everything nicely. People even through us partake of the dish. And when we go out, quickly, nothing. So, when you do that, it becomes difficult for you to do the will of God. Amen. You may be doing the work of God, but it becomes difficult. Because what it takes to do the will of God is the word of God in you. Amen. 
So plate and cutlery number two is signboard and notice boards. They direct people but from afar. How many of you have seen our signboard across the road? I mean, the one here, the people have moved it. How many of you have seen our signboard across the road? Okay. When was the last time you looked at it? Who looked at it yesterday? You see, there is no hand. Eh? Because it is afar. Oniha is there and directing people, Gateway Sanctuary. This is Gateway Sanctuary. The moment people are, are going to Gateway Sanctuary, it, it, it doesn't matter because he's fellowshipping with Gateway Sanctuary from afar. So some people are the signboards, they are in church but from afar. They are too far from where the action is. Amen. Far. They are far. Obetimi awo aso no nte announcement bi pose bi bi cause. Obetimi awo na prayer and fasting ayeye. Onye bi kura da. So boom. Signboard from afar. Onye ba kuse we na day 14. Onye bi kura man team be bia o. One. So signboard you direct people people see you they know you are with us people know you are in gateway sanctuary but you are far from the things that makes you a christian you are far from the word of god the prayer sessions everything that we are doing here that brings us together in fellowship amen fellowship is the thing that when you look at the apostle they say they did what Pre uh, teaching breaking of bread fellowship and what prayer four things fellowship holds all the other three together when the people come to hear the word of god they are fellowshipping when the people come to pray they are fellowshipping when they come to eat together they are fellowshipping amen you are far off when they are fellowshipping you are not there you are not part of the fellowship but you are there amen those are the signboards. So they direct people. is like this. But you yourself, what goes on in there that makes you walk in the will of God, you are far away. Amen. You are far away. So we must be able to know about the signboard. And make sure you don't become a signboard when you are in church. The things you are in church, but the things that makes you bond in the church, you are not part of. You come to church and then you zoom out. You are not a friend of anybody. You are not in any department. You are not in anything. Even if you want to do certain things, you just do it outside and you leave the church out. Signboard. Amen. The third one is a tree well planted. A tree that is what? Well planted. It bears fruit through connection with the source of nourishment. Connection with the source. You see, anytime they are describing a Christian who is flourishing, it is described like a tree. Have you noticed that? You are described like a tree. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Amen. This book of the Lord shall not depart from my mind. He shall meditate day on it, day and night. He shall meditate on it day and night. And it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in this season. A true Christian who is connected to the vine is the one who is what? A tree well planted. Look on the screen. You will see that most of the part on the excellence is talking about a vine tree with fruit inside. Amen. You are still talking about excellence. Most of the part, the, the, a chunk of the, 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 the uh, backdrop is talking about a vine fruit. You see the vine fruit, you see trees, you see all those things in there. The Christian who is like a tree well planted is the one who bears fruit through connection with the source of nourishment. Because any description of a true Christian is described as what? A tree well planted. Let me show you two of them. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians 3.17. 
He said, then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Your roots will go down. It means that the human being who is in Christ, who has made his home and has, made, has allowed Christ to make his home in his heart, he is referred to like a tree whose roots are growing down in God's love. Amen. You go the next chapter and he's talking about God's love. So wide, so high. That's where we get the, that song from. God's love is so wonderful. He's so high. You can't get over it. He's so low. You can't get under it. He's so wide. You can't get around it. Oh, wonderful. It's in verse 18 of Ephesians 3. Talking about the love of God being so high, being so wide, being so wide, being so deep. So you see the Christian who's, who has allowed Christ to make his home in his heart, being described as a tree, whose roots have gone deep down into Christ. Come to the book of Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Well, let me show you another one. Colossians chapter 2, verse 7. He said, let your roots grow down into him. Into him. Who is the who? Christ. Let your roots go down into him. And let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. And you overflow with thankfulness. Let your roots go down. But he talks about figuratively a Christian who is walking and serving God well. It's like a tree planted. He's connected to the source of nourishment who is Christ himself. And therefore, his faith is strong. His love for God is deep. His roots are deep. And he's built upon him. And the faith is growing in the truth they were taught. And overflowing with thankfulness. So you can be a plate and cutlery. You can be a signboard. Or you can be a tree well planted. It's up to you to choose. Amen. Some of us, we are still dating the church. When you are dating somebody, it's like we are going. Anytime tea, I can walk out. Amen. Because your roots are not deep, you are dating the church. Where you got him, nobody knows. No abba. If you want to marry, if you want to marry every day, if you want to marry, if you want to marry, because you are a signboard. You, you are dating the church from afar. Because you are a plate. You are good word now, but you don't want to partake. Amen. A tree that is well planted is connected to the source of nourishment. The word of God is in your heart and you apply. You are not just working and working. Amen. Amen. How do you know you are doing God's will? That is one of the most difficult questions to answer and we want to answer it today. How do I know I'm doing God's will? How do you know you are doing God's will? So I'm going to show you how you can know you are doing God's will or not. How do you know you are doing God's will? Number one. When obeying God's will does not come to you as a burden, but as a delight and a lifestyle. Amen. Obeying God does not come to you what? As a burden. But as what? A delight. And what? A lifestyle. It's a burden to you. Oh, 
Bible a toy. free Because Christo the next joint Cause they be a umusomu when they are dancing on TV, the alcoholic advert. No energy. Ewo trim. Amen. I have never seen alcoholic advert that they are using a drunkard to advertise before. If you have seen one, let me see by hand after church. You will come and help me. Eh? When we say advert, I do be a wabu show advert in it. How do you know show? <laughs> and we hear all this we don't see where the devil is taking us to amen let me show you something Psalm 40 verse 8 Psalm 40 verse 8 look at how David put, put it are you in Psalm 40 verse 8 I take joy in doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. I take joy in doing your will, for your instructions are written on my heart. The person who can take joy in doing God's will is the one on whose heart the instruction, the word of God is written. Amen. Is the word of God written in your heart? If not, you will be doing things by you out of the will of God because obeying God will become a burden for you. It is not a delight. It is not a lifestyle. It adds value to you. That's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to love him so that we do things because what? His word is written in our heart and we take joy in the things we do. Amen. So the Bible says, David is talking about here. And he says, oh, I take joy in doing your will, my God. For your instructions are written on my heart. If you can take joy in doing the will of God, and his instructions are written in your heart, you will do the will of God. Because obeying God's word will come easily to you. Psalm 119 verse 56. He said, this is how I spend my life. Obeying your commandments. This is how I spend my life. Colon. Obeying your commandments. Who be be near the colon? It has to do with this. Is that not it? Uh -huh. So this is how I live my life. Obeying your commandment. Is the word of God the way you live your life? Or you live your life differently from the word of God? Because the word of God is burdensome for you to obey. If this is your situation... You cannot walk in the will of God. Amen. I've told you earlier on that the will of God is the word of God. So when obeying God's word does not come to you as a burden, but as a delight and a lifestyle, surely you are walking in the will of God. Just like somebody, my life, this is my lifestyle, obeying the word of God. I take delight in doing your word. Because what? Your word is written in my heart. But one it is written in your heart. So when you are acting outside the word of God, what is written in your heart will dictate to you because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks and all the actions follow. Amen. So this is how you know you are doing the will of God. Number two, when you choose to obey the word of God instead of your desires and the desires of the world. Amen. When you choose to do what? Obey the word of God. When you see the word of God, you can put the will of God there because the word of God is the will of God. When you choose to obey the will of God instead of what? Your desires. Amen and the desires of the world. Most of us, the problem is that we can't follow our, uh, the, desire, uh, the, the, the word of God. Because it's contrary to what the worldly people want us to do. Boys, boys. And our girls, girls. 
Ese onso no munsu hunse onso ye bema because bema de ese wenu mbonsa. Worldly and satanic philosophy. Bema de ese wenu mbonsa. Tinka wuni mnsanom. Nsu kumixisa association na nesese onumbi. Amen. I told you when I traveled outside and they came in the end and somebody says, what drink do you want? The lady says, I want sex on the beach. See, hey, there ain't sex on the beach. I'm a Christian. No, it's an alcoholic drink that has been mixed with something. What about her? They didn't even say, look pink, some beautiful drink. And so, a vodka, they are vodka. It could be an alcoholic percentage. Enti no mde amex here no mu hwie no raw no ma onso no bepro. Say sex on the beach. Onso ti dinner romantic. O be say oyebi. Amen. So when you choose to obey the word of God instead of the desires and the desires of the world. 1 John chapter 2 verse 17. 1 John 2:17. This is what the Bible says. And this world is fading away with, along with everything that people crave. This world is fading away, everything that people crave. But anyone who, do, who does what pleases God will live forever. Amen. Anyone who does what pleases God will live what? Forever. If you want to live forever, it means that on that day when you come face to face with Jesus Christ, he won't tell you he doesn't know you because you will live forever and beyond. Amen. You can look at other scriptures in 1 Peter 4 verse 1 to 2. Then number three, when you are always careful about how you live in the evil world around you, the world is very, very evil. And sometimes, interesting that Christians don't see. If you look at the things people are doing, the world is very, very evil. But a Christian who wants to live the will of God and walk in the will of God is always careful about how they live their life in the world. Amen. Open your Bible to Ephesians chapter 5. Yemu biwe Christopher so you are seeing your name. Party biya yekobi. Program biya yekobi. Uti mi ba sorrow we no ako club kakra. Amen. Christoni ye ye ede ben ede ben jams. Now we drew West Hills Mall. Now we namho we namu. Appearance of sin. We nam West Hills Mall. Na manfo kwe krankrofomu omu chi omu hu na unsu na mubi the next day no abba no abedina ha Lord we lift you high a contaminated vessel from West Hills Mall. <laughs> Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 15. He says, So be careful how you live. Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Amen. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. In these evil days, make the most of every opportunity. So any opportunity that will help you to be able to build yourself in these evil days. Some of you, that is why this evening we are meeting the new breed. Because of the evil days. There are people who see women in church. They mess up in the world. They only come to church when they want to marry. Then you go and join the world in that their conclusion. Now there are no men, all men are cheats. You didn't see the right one. You couldn't evaluate. It's not all men who are cheats. You chose to pick a cheat. 
Because when they are teaching people how to draw good boundaries, you didn't draw your boundaries so that you can see that why we need boundaries. The relationship is starting to be a so person so minufu. On what nasty on Kenyans are saying, oh my babe, you are hot. Had there been a hot to be answer a special. Into a new unknown name in a hotness in Kwano. Hotness in Kwano. Because you are not careful about the way you live. So you can't decipher is this the will of God or not. And sometimes you because we, our mind is still to prophecies and other things which are good. We think the will of God can only be deciphered when you are preach, you are sleeping and you dream. That God will come and tell you in a dream, don't marry that man. The will of God is the word of God. Relationship men can't show us Men can't show us No, no, tete. How to set boundaries are stop what you are doing, stop what you are doing, now then you do what you are stopping. Oh, we are trying to help the young people to know how to differentiate between common values and common interests. And nowadays, that's what a lot of people do. We marry people because we have the same interests. Only to go and get down with them and realize that the values are different. The values were different, but the interest was there, and you were riding on interest, 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 interest. When we are talking about the will of God, you think the will of God is a dream you should have about the relationship, or I should come and prophesy to you that look, that young man don't marry him, or that woman don't marry him. No. You have the will of God, which is the word of God. But like David was saying in the book of Psalm 40, it has not been written in your heart. It's not written in your heart. So it's not applying. And you are not prepared to make yourself available for the word to be written in your heart. So whenever we put anything together to help you, you reject it. You reject it and you go around doing your own things. Amen. You go around doing your own things. And at the end of the day, it becomes a problem. We are not even supposed to even marry the way our parents marry. We should do better than them. Send ye 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 wako school chen o mame no papa no. Eh, mi mako school chen mi mame ne mi papa ni na. Eh, se mi sa ware papa chen o muni na. Edu school ko we ase dia dia ne wako chen o muni na. Eh, ode se o your father couldn't do master's degree or but you have been able to do degree and you are going higher. When it comes to marriage, then they know. Unen nam unen nam kones kones kones. E kwa insu daho. Clear, who's open corners? Open, a sumasija. Unquan, I would date you, person will be a no papa cry, you don't want them to date. I remember my sister was dating a guy, and when the guy was coming, he calls, and my sister meets him on the road. One day, my mother stood and said, You are not going out. She was old enough working. My mother said, You are not going out. She said, Why? Well, say said, A man who is old enough and even driving his own car and cannot walk to the house to come and ask of you, is not a good man. Yeah. Do you know the interesting thing that happened? We were dead. The relationship was going about three, four, five months. This guy died. Our I'm missing any papa. Into our own uncle, you're in your corner and ten ten ten. 
That is also even not enough. My sister wants to go to this man's funeral. My mother says, Menobeko. Hey, now mommy, papi, wangwari ni poemye, who didn't chia kwenye ya siya kwenye? I said, Menobeko. My mother came and sat all of us down and said, when we went to that funeral, three different women came with children. Some are as little as babies who have been born fresh. Any idea, Maba? Amen. Meanwhile, Papa was driving schools to bear four or other businesses. And he's not old, too, he's quite young. So he's young but successful. But what is any or pity? Or pity so good, doctor says so good. And so, look, there are simple, simple signs that you can see and tell you are walking out of the will of God. And sometimes we take an elderly person to talk to you and you even say it the way you don't like. Into the diwakuma sonako. Mommy, God bless you for sowing into your 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 destiny. The woman insisted and they won't call back. And So you follow this man and go and marry him because he's driving a good car, he's young and he looks successful in business. And you go and put yourself and lock yourself up. Because you are not careful about where they will. We live in an evil world. We have all kinds of people who come to church. Some come and they come to you because they want to marry and they want to come to a church. Because you are not careful about the way you... Let me read the scripture again. I'm closing on that. Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 17. It says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Any opportunity that you have to learn the word of God, which is the will of God, make every opportunity of it because it's going to help you. Don't act thoughtlessly. But understand what the Lord wants you to do. Other translations say, understand what the will of God is. What God wants you to do is what he has written in his word. And that is the will of God. That is why the translation tells you what God wants you to do. And other translations say the will of God. The will of God is the written word of God. If I prophesy to you and it doesn't agree with the word of God, it is not in the will of God. And in these days, where there is so much evil, people are kidnapping people. There are people who come to church and they still kidnap. Amen. People come to church, you put him on the church platform and then he picks people's numbers. And then you start calling them to dupe them. Or you don't know. It is happening in some churches. But they come, you put the person in the church platform now, you can have access to the doctor's number. Have access to the kindergarten's number. See Mr. Anson's number. Now he can do a lot of things and then you start calling them with some number, with some other guy, and planning how to dupe. Amen. We live in evil days. We are in days when somebody can go to our WhatsApp platform, our, our Facebook platform, and start looking at your pictures and your names and what you are liking. Eh? And he stands in church and he starts prophesying your names. Because you are don't know the world in which you live. Oh, wabomidi. Oh, Drew Christo, any man of a who prophesy, but I don't know you. Because who prophesy, now your Facebook prophecy. I'm giving you revelations. So he said, don't act thoughtlessly. Number 17, don't act thoughtless. Who ye be a dream? Amen. 
don't throw your everything on Facebook. My wife and I have a friend. When I see the way, the two of them are pastors, husband and wife. Everything in Facebook, including food they are eating. Be about them on Facebook. We be tnaho no so or steady on for one month, six months. We be tmi aye be be up here with them. Amen. He said, "Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Understand the will of God, and if you understand the will of God, I can tell you that you will succeed. Amen. You will never confuse the work of God with the will of God." Because the will of God is the word of God. And God expects us to look into his word and let the word guide us. So that whilst we are prophesying, whilst we are doing miracles, while we are doing great and mighty things, we will never stay out of the word of God. Excellence in the sight of God is not only about performance. Amen. That's my final message. Excellence in the sight of God is not only about performance. But what? Doing his will. Shall we be on our feet?